Welcome to the Extraordinary Culture Podcast, podcast for the culture that is music, movies, sports, food, beer. Extraordinary. So what the fuck happened over by your house, dude? So somebody <laughs> was storing uh, fireworks, and we're not just talking about the little tiny like a bunch of firecrackers. That's some Mexico shit, dude. Is I mean, there this like I want to say there was probably like two sea containers full of fireworks with all that shit going off. Where, was so, it near? Was it really near your house, dude? It's like uh, not even a half mile. It's yeah, like it's down like, the street. Okay, oh, so you know the weird, you know the weirdest is that you turn by. Yes. Yeah. It's right by, like, about two blocks um, west of that. <laughs> so, you know that fire station, the Mormon church? Yep. Yeah. Like, three houses down from that. Oh, How ironic, man. dude, next to a fire station. How ironic is that shit? <laughs> I mean, two blocks from, I mean, like, a block away from a fire station? So, I, I had heard about what, well, and we'll talk about it in a sec, but I had heard, oh, something happened, but I didn't pay much attention to it. And then, you know, they said, oh, Ontario, whatever. And then somebody had hit me up later and said, hey, did you see that thing? It was, oh, it was a former student of mine. Did you see that thing that happened in Ontario? I'm like, ah, I saw something about it, but I haven't really read the article. I've been busy all day. And then uh, they were like, oh, my dad works near there. He works at uh, this place. And I was like, wait a minute. I, I know that place. It's some uh, market there on Mountain. And then I was okay. like, what the hell? So I was like, I, yeah, I, 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 for whatever reason, I, I remember the name. And then I was like, what the hell? So I looked it up where it happened. And I was like, oh, shit. So then I put it in, like, ways, and I was like, oh, my God, that's, like, a couple blocks from his house. And I was like, damn, that's that's crazy. <laughs> then I asked, yeah, you know, so, go ahead. Um, when it happened, I was at lunch, and I so I um, text my dad immediately. And I said, hey, uh, or I text my brother because my dad don't text. He's like machete. He's got the mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I text my brother, and I go, hey, are you guys okay? He goes, yeah, everything's fine. Because, I mean, I just heard there was an explosion. We live near enough by the airport where if something happens, like, it could affect, like, you know, a boom or something like that. Mm-hmm. So my friend, and I used to run it, help running too, but um, we used to run a, uh, we used to run a news group page for the city of Ontario. And, like, so this, my friend has, like, you know, all these people on the street giving him, like, um, hints and stuff. He's all. So when we were on that news book, that, that Facebook page, we find out that there was an explosion and there was possible fireworks and all this stuff's going on. Um so after I heard about it, my wife was her day off, so I sent her a message. I go, hey, this is what happened. This is, like, really close to my dad's house. Um, everything's okay. You know, they're okay. Everything's fine so far. Mm-hmm. So she's watching it, and her sister's watching it, too. And they come and ask, like, are you all the, is all this family have to come stay with us? Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the room here. <laughs> so what uh, – so, uh, like, I know we're messing with it, but two people died. Yeah, two people died for sure, um, and they're the ones who were doing whatever with the, their store. And there was a home where they're storing the fireworks, so we know that two people died for sure, and that caused a lot of controversy too because there was different Facebook pay, or um, GoFundMe pages for like different people involved, like you know people who like live right right next door who were affected, like you know innocent people, and then the people who died, and people were giving a lot of money to them, and then they found out like, hey, these are the people who um probably cause that explosion and they're like well fuck them we're not going to give them money now i i I really don't know what happened like yeah they could have just been 
innocent bystanders and somebody else was using that storage room. Right. I doubt it, but I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, there's always two sides to the story. We don't know what's entirely going on. So that could have happened. Um, but, yeah, there was all this stuff going on. I'm not giving. I mean, and but there's a big relief effort. There's like the city's banded together. Like if you're affected by what they call the Francis incident, let us know. The Mexican consulate in San Bernardino reached out uh, to people who live in the area. If you're like a Mexican national and you're affected by this, let us know and we could help you out. Yeah, because that area is kind of like that. That yeah, that I mean, it's a car from the car than us. It's a yeah, yeah. From the car than us. yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's only a few blocks from your house, but it's a very different area than where you yeah. actually live. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like us driving into like home gardens all of a sudden. It's it's a different it's a different type area. It's not yeah. like that. I mean, yeah, I, I heard the same thing too. I heard that the two people that died were ones that were in it, and there was a little uh, to do about where you were given money because it was like, well, they're probably the ones that caused it. So you should give to these people instead who had everything ruined, you know, cause that it just blew up. They lost everything. Like, yeah. All they had was whatever they had on. That's all they had. So that, I mean, I mean, we joked about it a little bit, but it's <clears throat> pretty sad. And I haven't heard anything since. Has anybody heard anything since? No. Not really. Did Not they ever, did, really did they ever like determine if it was, did they ever determine if it was like a storage place or they were selling from it or anything like that? I guess. Okay, so they haven't determined that, but the word on the street, like this is like, you know, people from that Facebook page and like other resources that I could pull together. From what I understand is every time like you hear fireworks going off in the neighborhood, like when the Dodgers win, the Lakers win, when it's 4th of July, it comes from that direction. People have been saying we've been calling the police and the fire department on these people because there's so much firework activity going on. And now, it could be like they're too. just lighting them off. Now, um... They're also saying they were getting like shipments of large amounts of like you know stuff, so <laughs> like shipping container size stuff. Not shipping container size, but maybe pallet fools. These fools were they were selling it. This is, it's the ones from Mexico, dude. That's what yeah. they're doing every every Fourth of July when you see shit going off. It's that kind of stuff. It, it, you know, it it was in um well not that those are legal, but fireworks are legal in San Bernardino County. So, I'm but sure not in the city of Ontario, right? No, no, no. So, uh, it's kind of weird because Chino, Fontana are allowed to have the safe and sane fireworks. Right. Um, when you cross into the borders of Chino and Ontario, there's always a sign that says fireworks are illegal in Ontario. All fireworks are illegal in Ontario. Now, mm-hmm. from what I understand, talking to some people who are in law enforcement, most of the time they're all like, we're not going uh, not gonna to arrest you. Give us the fireworks. And you're free to go. That's yeah. what the, most of the time police uh, do. Now, somebody told me, and I don't know how reliable this source is, that they, what they'll do is they'll um, use the fireworks themselves. They'll light them themselves. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Man, I had some tobacco one time that I know a cop smoked. <laughs> we used to roll that stuff. Man. We used to roll drum. Yeah. I got caught with that at the park underage, and that cop took it. I know he smoked it because he kept asking us. What's this and blah blah blah? Oh, really? You you roll this and you smoke? I was like, this motherfucker's gonna smoke that. He's gonna. He's, first of all, he took my he took my tobacco, but he's gonna smoke it. Mind you, I was like seventeen, so, and I wasn't old enough to have it anyway. Yeah, he uh, took your lighter, so. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I told the fools I was with, hey, because we were smoking it, and it was just cigarettes. I told yeah. the fools we were with, I was like, hey man, don't act, don't act stupid, man, don't like. You, if you throw that on the ground and, st- and stand, step on it, he's going to come over here. What does one of them do? Throws it on the ground. I was like, oh, shit, here we go. 
sat on the curb and everything, man. We, we were at the park, too. We, man, we cleared that park out. Everybody left. It was like late night at the park, and people were just chilling in the park, and, man, we cleared everybody out of there because cops come up, roll up on us. And then he, had, he searched the car. Uh, it's just another story. <laughs> now, in hindsight, would you have said, like, well, do you have a warrant to search my car? No. Because being a 17-year-old kid, I was just concerned he wasn't going to call my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to do whatever he wanted. You know what I was hoping? I was hoping that the BB gun we had been messing with, like, that week, that I didn't have it in the car. Because I wasn't sure about that. Because we were underage for that, too. And that would have been a bigger deal, having the BB gun. Yeah. I was like, man, this full cost for this and a BB gun. I was like, oh, Lord, please say I gave the BB gun back. He searched it. He didn't find anything. We, I did. I ended up, I gave it back at some point before, but I don't remember. So that would have been a big – I just was – nope. Every time I've been pulled over, man, I've been yes, sir, no, sir, hoping I come off nice enough that they don't call my mom. You know how that goes? Yeah. And I never had my mom called, but I sat on many a curb many a time. So we officially made one year in quarantine. So much for two weeks, huh? Been, been a <laughs> yeah. long two weeks. Been a long two Three weeks. Three weeks flat in the curve. Now it, it feels is, like though. twelve years. A year, a year later. I mean, it's going. Everything's opening up. We got a vaccine. It's ready to roll. Do what you can. Still be safe. It's getting and... slow, man. What's that? I said it's it's slowly happening. We saw Alicia's parents for the first time in almost a year. Today we've all started getting vaccines, and we just happened to run into them. We were going to go visit um, her grandfather, which we haven't seen in a year plus, because he's I mean he's vaccinated now too. So we're like, let's go stop by, and we ran into him. We were going to grab something to eat, and her parents happened to be at the same restaurant. So, oh wow, it was funny. They were right in front of us too, so it was perfect. How convenient! That's so nice. I was. Did you ever call to get it done, Dan? Or no? No, not yet. Not yet. Well, it's going to open up pretty soon anyway. Yeah. For everybody 16 and older. Yeah. When does that happen? Does that happen in mid-April or is that April yeah, 1st? Yeah, April. April 15th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was telling people at work because they were asking. I said, yeah, I think everybody over 18 and I was wrong about that. Could get it like in mid-April. It's 16, but yeah. Yeah, yeah everyone. It's uh, 50 on April 1st. Five zero, so yeah, that means in a couple months we'll be back to we could go back to doing this live in the same spot if we wanted to, yeah. if we wanted to. <laughs> so you know, I hate to home. say this, I love you guys, but it's just so much easier. That's like I don't have to drive an hour back and forth, you know, both ways. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll no, see. But there is something for missing, like a live audience, just like the cadence and like how we um, play off each other. It's better live than you know Skype. I will admit that. Maybe, maybe that's probably we can... due to my poor internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that soon and see what we end up doing. Maybe we could do it uh, quarterly or something just to do it. And we'll figure that's it out. Funny. All right, break time already. Let's yeah, let's it. take a break and then we'll go into some uh, theme park news. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I tell you what, Disneyland and all theme parks got guidance for reopening. So Disneyland. And his internet's still not on the. So Dan, you're like, uh, <laughs> you're an expert on Disneyland. Tell us what's going on. 
Yeah, I'll give you a little bit. We're going to record an episode, I think, in a few days of uh, the Disney culture because there's it, we're going to go way more in-depth there than we will right here. But um, within the last couple of weeks, the governor gave the okay um, for theme parks to open um, under some new guidelines. Didn't get the full guidelines action until this Friday, but it was eligible as soon as April 1st. But Disney announced they were going to open April 30th. After, which is after the taste of Disney or touch of Disney uh, stuff that they have going on right now. So, do we want to go over some of the guidelines because they kind of cover everything for every theme park? Yeah, they okay. cover yeah, everything. Yeah. I know yeah. uh, what Magic Mountain is going to be the first. They're opening April first, mm-hmm. and that'll be uh, part of it. And then Disneyland opens April thirtieth. Knots is scheduled to open in May. Is that what I've heard? Yeah, I heard Knots in May, and then I don't think Universal's actually said anything. No. So the new guidelines are, are going to be um, in place, and they, and they may change again uh, because Orange County is supposed to move tiers again this week. It's a possibility that they could actually move tiers again. So it's 15% capacity. If they move tiers this week, it would be 25% capacity, although mm-hmm. I don't know that Disney would do 25% capacity. I think they're going to – I think they'd keep it a little bit lower, cap it at something to kind of see how it works out, and then move, move it aside, um, but we'll see. And then, you know, there's all the restrictions on uh, – I, I still don't think there's indoor dining. I think dining still has to be outdoors um, for that. It's going to – they don't have to – then this just came out on Friday because everybody thought, oh, they're going to do this, like, the reservation system, especially for Disneyland. Um, it actually came out in the guidelines on Friday that they didn't have to do that, um, that you could walk up and buy tickets, although the demand for Disney is so high, I can't imagine Disney not doing some kind of a reservation system right. because demand is so high. Um, for that park so we're there there was some stupid stuff going around about like oh you can't scream on a ride that's not freaking true the organization that put that stuff out said that's not what we said they said that transmission is by things like screaming singing and things like that but people misinterpreted it to be oh you can't scream on a roller coaster um you can't you're gonna have to wear a mask on a roller coaster anyway because masks are 100 percent like that's got to happen um, and you should be with your group only. So right. Well, the way that actually is written is that you can no party can hold more than three households, which I don't know how they work that out, but that's what it. To me, that just means I don't think you can do have like this super huge party. I think yeah, you would figure like, you'd figure a group of maybe ten. Group of ten to twelve. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking mm-hmm. too. So hey, it looks like we're gonna be um, back in business. Now, the other caveat to that is it's only California residents. It's only oh, so California residents. It is only going to be Yeah, that we yeah. Heard. so here's what's weird. I looked at it the other day because they released the guidelines and they released it by tier. Even at the least restrictive tier, it's still only California residents. What does that mean? It means non-Californians ain't going to go to Disneyland for at least another year. Yeah. At least another year. They're going to be going and, in 2023 or something. And 15%, oh. you're fingering maybe 7,000 people in the park? Mm, at that, Disney has never actually officially released capacity. So there's that. Yeah, it do, it, does, you, go, you it was, does go to it's, 25. It's roughly, about, it does, I, it's roughly about 50 in the main park, right? Uh, I hear estimates anywhere from 50 to 70 to 80. It, it varies all over the place. But 7 to yeah. 10 would be the number that I think you would roll with. So anywhere from Any 7 I, to 10. What, is, what are their numbers for like Halloween time? They don't release them. Disney never releases numbers. Well, no. like, has anybody ever, like, taken a guess and, like, you know... Oh, all, all the time. People take guesses all the time as to what the, what the park can be. That's why we're sure. here talking about, like, oh, is capacity 50,000? 
Well, I've heard yeah. that it's seventy thousand. Like I, we don't know. Disney has never I, actually said. I've always thought it was somewhere around a hundred between both parks. Yeah, um, I I could I could see that. Um, the other there's another weird. Let's see how they play this one out. So originally, when the stuff came out, the way that it was written was a little. Some people didn't get it because it said there was a limitation to indoor rides. Like the way it was worded, it was worded kind of poorly from the state. But right. the way it actually is, is released now is that you can have indoor rides. Those indoor rides, though, cannot be longer than 15 minutes. So we'll see how they work around it, if they can work around it. But that is Rise of the Resistance, and that is Pirates of the Caribbean. You're, you're yeah. in there for... And, and the queue needs to remain time. outside. And the queues need to remain outside. Which, for most things, you can kind of do. Uh, you mm -hmm. can keep your queues outside, because that's where their extended queues are anyway. You would just mm -hmm. walk all the way through, or shoot for something like Indiana Jones. If you don't meet that 15 minutes, you, you queue up outside, and then you just take everybody in through the exit. <laughs> I mean, or yeah. walk you until you walk when yeah. you walk in, you walk straight through all the way to the front. So it's a continuous line of people. You don't ever stop. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be limited anyway, so it's possible. Uh, Small World is somewhere around there in that area. I think it's a little bit less, but it, it it's coming really close. Rise of the Resistance is definitely too long. It, all that ride takes place indoors. Even the queue, uh, most of the queue takes place indoors too, so... Yeah, I don't know, we'll but see. but something with like something like Small World or Pirates, you can isolate the party and you can keep the party within the household of the three households, and you, and you that can adds to that time. You can, and even something like Pirates, a large portion of the queue is outside anyway. Yeah, the largest portion of that queue is outside, so yeah. you can do that. And you the, can the largest you can cut it right there at the door and have people run through right there. All of the queue for Small World is outside. Mm -hmm. uh, Rise of the Resistance can be a problem. It can be a problem if, if it sticks to that. I, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that works out. I guess that, those the are the one basics. That baffles me the, most, the one that baffles me the most is Haunted Mansion. I don't think Haunted Mansion, though, as a ride, is actually that long. Like, not time-wise. No, time but wise. It's, it's, it's moving through that foyer and things like that. Are we going to consider that part of the ride? Or is the elevator part of the ride? Or is it yeah. not? Yeah, I, do, I don't know. So they've got some some work to do to figure that stuff out, but... And I'm sure there's going to, not that they're going to skirt things, but there's some technicalities you can kind of look at and be like, well, technically it's kind of this. Do you, I mean, one solution to that is you run both elevators at the same time, one mm -hmm. and then the other, so you can constant a, a constant flow of, of people um, moving. Because the ride system itself keeps moving. You only have to yeah. stop that ride when you're going to load somebody that uh, needs it for the disability. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going to be kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm going to talk about this more, like I said, um, later, but only having California residents, it's going to hurt a little bit, a little bit, especially as the summer season it, comes. You, you're getting that double-edged sword because you just sunsetted your annual pass program. And those are the people that were going to be going, the California residents are going to be going regularly and you're losing money there because you're, you're, you're letting these people go in for, for next to nothing at this point. And a lot of them weren't paying for merchandise or anything like that. They were doing bare minimums. But now you've cut your emission down and saying only California residents can go. Um, your, your number, I'm not, I'm sorry, not admission, but your, your number of people that can go in, ticket prices are the same. Now you've got to make that back up. It's, it's, it's a sticky situation because 
who are the who are the people that that Disney makes money off of? It's not the California residents necessarily. It's the out of state, out of country tourists. It, it can be. There I mean, for long periods. You've got enough. You, know, you get somebody that's coming in from the Bay Area or something. They're gonna spend money because they can. They can go because they're California residents. Right. Um, yes. So they they set, sunset the AP program, and and that's gone. We knew for a long time we weren't the ones that spend money like um, out of state residents or people that only go to the park once a year. I'm going to be honest with you. I fully expect to see some kind of a new program by the end of summer. By the end of summer, yeah, I fully expect to see some kind of a different program. That's they're not going to call it an annual pass because they sunset that term, but something similar, a flex program, something that allows me as a California resident to go a little bit more often because as they start to see maybe are we not making the money that you know because we're doing these people we know will come and they'll at least buy food these kinds of things continue to offer me a discount continue to have special things for sale you make up some of that you make up some of that but and we've talked about this before I still feel the payment plan is gone 100% the payment plan is gone I think and this is this is pure speculation I think the payment plan is gone, and I think grad nights may be gone. I think, grad nights, I think grad nights may be gone because those kids do not spend money like um, a normal tourist. They don't do that. And you having switched up the way your grad night is from the traditional way that we went to grad night to now it's you can go all day if you want to and then go to the party only in DCA, that kind of stuff. Uh, to me, it's a little obvious they've kind of wanted to do with it, but you don't want to be the bad guy. You know, saying, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to get rid of this. This is a good chance this to is, do it. This is a good time to do it. Blame COVID and say, hey, we're going to we're gonna take this away for now just because we want to make sure we service the demand for our guests that are here, blah, blah, blah. Throw us some bullshit line and then be like, well, we got rid of it. We don't need to do anything. Well, it, and and I mean, it, I guess it's the same because, because the APC, AP program has been sunset. That's the same with those AP nights. Those AP nights were those those grabs to say, "Hey, here's a special night for you. Spend money." Right, and you Spend can still money. do that so with a, with a pass. And in fact, my um my pass is still valid for discounts at least until April 30th. But I yeah. think that's going to be extended too because that's a way to say, "Hey, why don't you come to Downtown Disney and spend some money?" Mm-hmm. And hey, we release this cute stuff. Did we release some cute stuff? So. I'll go down and spend money. It's not right. they know what they're doing. It's a business. It doesn't it's fine. They're in the business to make money, so if you're gonna do that and people are gonna buy it, giving me twenty percent off, that's not a bone. That's just saying, Hey, we want you to keep spending money and everybody else is right. like, Well they owe me, they don't owe you shit. <laughs> so they know if they offer me twenty percent you back, they don't owe you anything. Yeah. They don't owe me shit. They give me twenty percent and throw out some cool new merchandise, I'm gonna go freaking get it. That's what's gonna happen. And it still is. People are online, you know, trying to get tickets for. Look at the touch of Disney shit, like <laughs> freaking ridiculous. The way people got tickets for that, they were so, was selling out pretty fast. It sold out that day completely. Yeah. Out. So my opinion is like going back to the touch of Disney, like the first couple of months of them reopening the park, they're gonna do fine because people are just craving to go to Disneyland. I have a friend who's like, she goes, I just miss going to Disneyland. We used to go on Thursday nights. You know, just me and my husband would go. We'd have dinner, go on a few rides. And, you know, that was our evening out. So people are craving that. So 
all the residents who can't go, like, you know, they're going to have to take turns going because of capacity, are going to take advantage of being able to go once it's open. Now, once the summer months hit, because that was their peak season, they're going to take a little bit of hit, but you're still going to have enough Southern California residents who are starving to go. And that's what it's going to mm-hmm. be, because you have, remember, you got rid of all of the, the pass holders, so it becomes, mm-hmm. oh, uh, is it going to be the same price? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it's going to be the same price. I don't think you can charge the same price as to what you as to what you were. Especially not. We can't offer this ride. We can't offer this. We can't offer this. What was it before? Um, at peak, it was like 160 a day. Okay. At its at its very peak, like those peak days in the summertime, where it's like 160 dollars for one park a day. Um, I don't think you can charge that because you, it's a, it's a limited experience. Is it going to go down much? No, it's not going to be 40 bucks. Yeah, but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me to say, oh, it was 160. We're going to charge you 120. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised. And they have released no information about tickets, nothing. How to how to get them, nor what the prices are going to be. People are waiting for that. Okay, I think they're still trying to figure it out. To be honest with you. Oh uh, well, I think so too. But then, like, you're right in saying like, there's through the summer, you can get through the summer and say, okay, we can make this because it's just not enough of a demand. That people will go and pay that, but then to have people returning, well, dude, that for a family of four, it's almost a thousand dollars. Yep. For one day, like you know what I mean? Like you, you, that's even me. I'm like, dude, that's expensive. Like you well, know, that's just uh-huh. admission. And that yeah, that's just admit. And if I'm gonna go at that, I'm gonna be there all day. I'm gonna go all day if I'm gonna spend that. So they're gonna get more money mm-hmm. out of me because I'm gonna eat every meal there. Because I'm gonna get my days, you know, my worth of uh, out of the money. That's how that's gonna be. So I think you'll get through summertime, maybe into the beginning of fall. But I fully expect you're gonna see. Okay, guys, especially if it looks like oh, this is gonna extend into 2022, you'll hear about some kind of other program to bring us back like that. But it's gonna be like freaking cash only in your hand, like like John Witherspoon in Friday, cash in your hand. It, it'll be more like like a season ticket for for a sports team where you're gonna have 22 days. Buy that, you get your days. You know, blah blah blah. Or or the flex thing, pay a price, yeah. then you you go and reserve your days. So here it is. Yeah. But it's I'm telling you, cash only. That payment thing's not coming back. Yeah, I'm so not. I this, would be surprised. That's gonna that. that got him in this mess in the first place. So that that's what that is. But everybody else has launched their their themes. Or their uh, food tasting events. Knotts is very successful at doing their food tasting events. They've all, they've been successful since last year doing that. Uh, Universal had theirs where they basically just served. Universal's was basically just um, the food you could get at the different um, uh, restaurants that are there. Which actually that was what Disney was too. Was but they brought it over from the other park. Like you could get the Monte Cristo from. Uh, uh, the Blue Bayou and all that kind of stuff. So that's what they were doing. It was very successful. Excuse me, all of them um, have been as far as that. So that's interesting that they do that. That's in a nutshell what the theme parks have got going on. Anything in particular you wanted to talk about? No, you cover the no screaming rule. Yeah. <laughs> Which was that was completely no screaming. Stu- that was completely stupid. How can you? I, even... I just saw them like what? Yeah, because nobody read. It was like, no, that's freaking dumb. And then, like, people were putting that up, and they'd be like, oh, well, loophole, you have a mask on. No shit. Of course. Like, you're going to have to keep the mask on. So, well, mind you that Disney has 
Walt Disney World to figure out what they what they can do because it's already been right. done. They just need to figure out how do we adapt it to California's guidelines. And that that was one of them. If you remember early on after Disney had opened Walt Disney World, they changed their guidelines several times with the face coverings. They went through and said you need a face covering, and then started to see like no, that's not going to work. So now now the rule in Florida is it has to cover your nose and go under your chin. No gaiters. No, none of those. Have you seen those like bandanas that like go here and then just kind of hang down? You can't wear yeah. those. It has to be attached to your chin. Yeah, yeah. There's oh, then I know that caveats. also in Florida, when you eat, you have to be sitting down eating. You can't like eat and walk. And they changed that because it was like it, you could have your mask off if you were eating and drinking. We just had people that had their uh, an open Coke in their hand, just walking mm-hmm. around. That's none of none of that is going to happen in California, dude. It's too strict. No, All right. All the tenses I heard to be good. What's uh, yeah. We got some movies that we have seen. Um, I didn't watch Coming to America, the second one. I never I watched of, the first one, so I, I couldn't. I have can't talk about it. it. Right. I, I watched it. it. I've watched what it a couple about times. It? You I liked it? it, but of course it's not the original one. The original one, the funniest part was a fish out of water. This African guy visiting the United States and all like all the crazy stuff. This one didn't really have that too much. It was like a guy from the United States visiting Africa and adapting to it and, like, you know, not finding his place. There were some funny moments, but, like, you know, remember the barbershop scene, the guys in the barbershop? Yeah, and they're still in there. The original one? The, that was probably, like my, probably my, one of my favorite scenes in, like, the movie because, like, you know, you have, like, two guys playing, like, four roles. Yeah. It was very brief, and it was very brief in this one. Like, I wish they would have expanded that more. Um. I'm going to give this away because I don't care. Um, Randy Watson, Jackson Hyatt's own Randy Watson, needs to have his own film. I think if they did a film about Randy Watson, that would be hilarious. That, that was one of the best parts is when Randy yeah. Watson and, and the sexual chocolate come out at the end. Yeah. Um, so honestly, the best way to describe Coming to America 2 is it is very similar to Jay and Silent Bob reboot, where it's Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall putting together this this uh, this movie, which pays homage to to something that they did that was amazing. It was hilarious, but it, it's it's total you know it's total patronage to itself. We're gonna get any famous black actor or actress we can get to be in this movie is in this. James Earl Jones reprises his role. Morgan Freeman's in it. Uh, Tracy Morgan's in it. Uh, Leslie Jones is in it. Anybody that you can get, you know these these powerful names. And going back and playing homage to the to those other pieces, bringing back sexual chocolate, bringing back the uh, the barber the barbershop guys, and all that, just playing on that, tying it all in to one quick scene, you know, in the movie where they're at that bar, and you know, trying to pick up women with Arsenio Hall trying to pick up women, um, semi. So, but it works because if you're going into this, you're not you're not casually coming into coming to America, saying. Oh, I wonder what this is. You're coming into this because you've seen the first one, you loved the first one, and you're like, I'm I'm here to see these characters again. And that's exactly what Jay and Silent Bob reboot was. Is it was that idea of it's making fun of sequels, it's making fun of reboots. We're we're bringing back these characters because we know you want to see what's up with them. But it was funny, and it was it you had it had its moments, and it was great, and they did they did a good job with it, and it was. Totally worth it if you're a fan. Man, I didn't even know Jay and Silent Bob reboot came out. (laughs) (laughs) 
Where can I watch Dude, it? I think and, it's on anybody, Netflix now. Anybody know? Year, how old is it? It's about three or four years old now, man. It's it's on there Netflix you now. You can just go watch it for free. I'm looking it up, man. I don't see it. Somebody has it, either Netflix or Hulu. Somebody has it. Yeah, Hulu. it's not on Netflix. It's, I think it's on Hulu or Amazon Prime. One of the two. So if you Google, if you just put type in Google, it'll show you what it's on, like what platform it's on. I always put like, where can I stream when I put the movie in there? I mean, yeah. it even has that on my. You know, a movie I was looking to stream and I can't find it to stream is Something the Wicked This Way Comes. The Disney movie? Yeah, and it's not on Disney Plus. Have you seen that movie? Like when I was a kid, that's why it, I want to watch it again. Oh, that's not that good, but okay. <laughs> that's why I want to watch it again. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. You know what I'm doing this week? It was it was okay. It, like I said, it was it was very much Kevin Smith patronizing to his fans. Yeah, but it's Kevin Smith. That's exactly that's what he does. Yeah. So um, that's what he does. That's fine. And it's and it's it's the same premise. It's somebody has a kid and they're trying to be the good dad. <laughs> And you know it's and you know it's not Silent Bob because you wouldn't talk about having a kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, who else watched the four hours of uh, Snyder? Anybody watch that? No, no, I, I have not actually. I, I haven't had an opportunity. Oh man, I did. Sit down I, for four I watched, hours. Well, I, I sat down for six because I started watching the four hour one, yeah. and I got to uh, one of the scenes with the Amazons at the beginning, and I was like, I don't remember this. From the original movie, and I think I've only seen the original movie when it was released. So I have it. So I decided, you know what, I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and watch the original one. So I did. I watched the original one, and then I said, okay, I, I watched. I watched the the Snyder cut, kind of over two days, because it's it's that's a it's a long movie. It doesn't feel that long, but it's a long movie. It's not the same movie like at all. No, that's what it's not supposed to be. It's not not at all. Like, there's very few scenes in the original release that are actually in the Snyder Cut. I mean, things take place in the same area, but I don't know. So some stuff I know was filmed new for it. Some stuff was filmed new, and I don't know if it's just, like, other stuff that he had filmed for it that he cut out and put this in instead, or, like, I, I, I don't know. But it, like... I, what do you remember about the original? You remember any scenes from the original one? There's a scene in it where, in the original one, where Wonder Woman ends up having um, Aquaman. He doesn't even know he's doing it, holding the lasso, and he he uh, goes over and says some embarrassing kind of stuff. That's not in the Snyder cut. Like a scene like that is not even it, like. But where that scene took place, there are scenes there in the Snyder cut, but that particular piece is not in the Snyder cut. So it's it's a much darker film. Then the original, it is like actually I don't know if you noticed this the other day, Dan. Mike asked Mike asked in our other group chat um, if anybody has seen the Snyder Cut, and I said, yeah, I have, because it's rated R, mm-hmm. and it's rated R. There's a couple of f bombs in the movie, and then I think it's rated R because of the amount of violence in the movie. But it's a four-hour movie, so there's a lot of violence in the movie because it's a four-hour freaking movie, yeah. and it's a solid. Four, it's not three minutes and forty-seven. No, it's four hours. It really is that long of a movie. Yeah, one of the uh, one a friend of mine was saying that because it's broken up into acts, right? Yes. So he said that was the best way for him and his family to watch it was, I wanted to watch it, my daughter wanted to watch it, but we didn't want to do the entire thing. We just watched them in acts. We watched the first act, take a break. If we didn't want to watch the second one, we just watched it the next day, and we just knocked it out over the course of a couple of days. 
He said it was it was palatable that way. <laughs> he thought it was too much for for us just because of our schedule. Right. Uh, watch it. And you can't even through. say it was a bad movie. It's just it's long. Yeah. So I knocked out about the last probably the last two hours. I knocked out the complete thing. Like I just uh, went it's four. It's four, four hours. hours so I knocked out like the last half all in one sitting. But you know it does not feel like it's four hours. It really doesn't. You get it if you get into the story. You get into the story. There's a lot yeah. more. Um, there's a lot more Superman in this movie than there was in Justice League. There's a lot more backstory for uh, the Flash a little bit, but Cyborg. And so I saw something yeah. that's that Snyder actually said this was meant to be a Cyborg movie because there's yeah, the so thing, much backstory with Cyborg. The thing with Cyborg is he's never really had major backstory even in the comics. No. He's had some, but this was this was a place where you could go, and this is the character you could launch out there and say, we can do anything, almost in everything with Cyborg. Yeah. So I think it's cool to mention that this was done because of the fans wanted it. And now I just read something, I think, today that Snyder is saying, well, keep watching it. Keep watching it because if you keep watching it, Warner Brothers bent and said, let me make the Snyder cut. Maybe they'll bend and say, let me finish the, the trilogy like I was supposed to. Because there's a, there, it sets up, there's total setup for other movies. And he's released like what he said, like this is where we were going to go with that kind of thing. So it, mm-hmm. it was totally worth it. This, I don't know. Wonder Woman was really good, the first one. But this is a damn good movie. And it's not a Marvel movie at all. But I, I would watch it, even if you watch it in pieces, I would watch it. And you get to see... Damn, this is the universe that could have been, that could have been, and it's it's there. The the whole setup is is there. I enjoyed it, dude. I thought it was good. It, it doesn't like I said, it's not a Marvel movie, and I'm not even gonna. That's to me, that's apples and oranges. They don't have the same tone. DC no, they don't. Are, DC movies are always way darker. Even in in the visuals are way darker. Um, I just watched Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. I know we'll talk about that in a second, but total different vibe. Total different oh, vibe totally. from what you get from yeah. these two things. But so it, it is it is worth the watch. I had a friend of mine who watched it. He watched it at, um, I guess, at midnight when it came out, or he watched it early in the morning. Oh, good God. Because we, yeah. he, um, whatchamacallit, he um, went to work the next day, and he told me about it. I go, I go, hey, so did you stay up to watch it? He's all, fuck yeah, I did. I go, how was it? He's all, so much better. And this guy is a true comic book fan. Like He's like a second-generation comic book fan. He was telling me that his dad has the original runs of um, Days of Future Past storylines. So he's grown up with like around sci-fi and that kind of stuff. So he knows what he's talking about. I always, when I ask him, I'm like, how was this? He's all, eh, it wasn't that good. So I, I, I trust his opinions all. And you just like, dude, this was so great. And he told me about the cyborg thing. And I was talking, he goes, dude, you know my first introduction to cyborg was? He's all, what? I go, when he was on the Super Friends. Do you remember that? And we're like, who the hell is this guy? That was my thinking was, who's this guy? I don't remember. And then like later on, he was in the Teen Titans storyline. Yeah, yeah. Well, that I do because I read some Teen Titans. Um, but no, there, there's that. I mean, Dark Side is in this movie. Desaad is in this movie. Uh, it, it's just freaking cool, dude. It's it's a cool movie. Yeah, not a Marvel movie, but definitely worth the viewing and thinking. Man, they should have made this as as the movie because it would have done. I think it would have done a lot better than it actually did. And watching the fir- the original again, I didn't think it was bad. But watching the other one, you're like, oh yeah, this is a way better movie. Like, I, I see what people were talking about. Right. Going back super quickly to our, our conversation about, you know, length in terms of that. 
it's, I find it funny that none of us brought up the Ten Commandments. Which is only like, isn't it maybe three hours tops? It's three hours and 40 minutes. Is it really? Yeah. Well, but e- but even like Return of the King and things like that, those are just over three hours. So that those are the big ones, though. So nothing this long since, let's say, the 60s. And you just don't have the audience for it anymore. Like two and a half hours is about what our attention span is. And that's if you're lucky. Yeah, and that's that. so, so many people do content in in 15 second bites nowadays. You know. Yeah, that's why like the Netflix series and like Hulu series do so well because they're like an hour episode, and then you can move on. Like yeah. that. I mean, I try not to binge watch like more than two episodes at a time because like I know my attention span is just shot now. Well, you know what else is short? Wandavision was short. Yeah. Did they even hit 25 minutes an episode? Yeah, the the later the later ones got to about 35. So that ended. It was it was worth it. Yeah. Um yeah, it was worth it, but I don't think it gave us what a lot of people thought it was going to give us. No, not at all. Like and they they kind of got red herring. I mean, it was an interesting end to the story, and I'm interested to see where it goes from here. And it did well enough that they're calling now for like it wasn't supposed to have a season 2, but now they're talking about Maybe we'll make a season two because it did so damn well. So we will see. All right, what do you guys think about WandaVision? Um, I really did like it, but like you said, the the final episode was a little bit anticlimactic. Yeah. It it felt that way that or you were begging for more. Like what where where is this going? You, the battle scene um between everybody, especially the double vision battle scene, it's like there's a great meme out there where you have the the, the hard fought battle between uh, Agatha and and Wanda, but then you get this. It's basically a chess game between the two visions. Yeah. Or a theologian theologian scholarly battle, and it's and yeah, that, it leaves everything open. That kind of went nowhere. I guess. Is, yeah. Which is nice and kind of leaves everything open, but I think the what it did really well is it's giving us a feel and. And we're going to go back to Falcon Winter Soldier too. Is that feel for what it was like for the people who didn't die with the blip and didn't lose yeah. something because of because of the because of the war with Thanos? They didn't lose anything, or they 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 were the ones that were left behind, basically. Not not to go into a Kirk Cameron miniseries or anything like that, but please no. <laughs> so that part was good. Uh, like I said. I would like to see, you know, one more episode is kind of a little bit more of a climax, but I did like it a lot. I did like it. I thought it could have been expanded a little bit more, maybe going like to 10 episodes, 12 episodes, just to flesh out the story a little bit more. That's my opinion. I know it's rather expensive, and I know there was plans for other things to be started a lot sooner. So that's why this was kind of like, you know, 12 episodes, because they're going to go into this and Falcon Winter Soldier and then... Black Widow was supposed to come out. Right. So, we're talking about them a little bit. Well, go ahead. Because anyway, so yeah. there's not much news other than what you're going to say with yeah, Black, Black Widow. Black Widow is going to be uh, released July 9th, and it's going to be in theaters and Disney+. Plus. It is going to be a premium for Disney+, Plus, so you have to pay a little bit extra. But like for those of you who don't want to go to the theater and just want to watch it in your chonies, that's, that's great. <laughs> and then, like you know, like Rick says, like you know, I pay 25 bucks and my whole family can see it, and we could eat what we want to, and save a lot of money and it saves us money in the right. long run yeah i didn't do it with ray on the last dragon um 
because I wasn't as familiar with it. But with something like like Black Widow, if if the time comes and we're feeling that still, that it is a good deal. It's something I might I might do more for that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm still whatever. Um, I heard Riot was good though. Heard so it was have a damn I. Good so have I. But it's just it's honestly physically just me finding time to sit there and watch it. So wasn't there a Doctor uh, Strange reference at the end of WandaVision? Something with the eye. I can't remember. I want to say there was a reference to Doctor Strange in the post credit scene in WandaVision, but I really don't remember. I don't remember if it was an eye or it was just the idea. I don't know. Because there, the there was the two end credit scenes. Yeah. And the first one was the one with the scrolls. And that was a little bit yeah. more, of the, the more of the setup for Captain Marvel. Or for, uh, for Photon's adventure. Whatever would go there, and then the other one was more. It was still. It still felt more like a Mephisto reference. Maybe because it was. Um, she saw herself, and the kids were screaming or something like that, and it was. Um, not that we couldn't YouTube this and, and find out what it really is, but. Yeah, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> So uh, it's there. There's all kinds of hidden stuff mm-hmm. there that that go through, and there was all kinds of stuff that was right in front of your face, and you didn't notice it until um, it came up. But you know, the cool part, I think, one of that was the the costume was cool to actually give her that, and then to figure out like, oh yeah, they never actually gave her a name. She no. never actually. We called her the Scarlet Witch, but she was never actually called the Scarlet Witch. No, I think we only call her the Scarlet Witch because we know who she is. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, when oh yeah, it's a Scarlet Witch. You know, in Vision. So, like we said when we first started watching WandaVision, what the hell are we watching? That's not the same with Falcon and Winter Soldier. No. Have you guys yes. seen the first two episodes yet? Yeah, yes. I watched them. I just actually finished them a little while ago. I had, uh, again, time. We went back to work this week, so all my time has been dedicated to that. But um, I thought it's good. It's good. This, this one has me hooked. Remember when we watched WandaVision the first time? I was like, I don't know what the fuck I watched, but I'm going to watch it. Yeah, we could just kept on watching it. Yeah, like, and then, what the like, hell's gonna this, happen? This next? one, this one's different. It's a lot more like, more of a, um, a Winter Soldier vibe. Yeah, uh, which everybody knows is my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah, it, it's yeah. more of a vibe like that. Where this one, somebody had said, I don't remember. Uh, oh, Rick actually said it gives you a glimpse into what people um, that survived the blimp or the blip were doing. This one goes on the other side of that. It's a very human story because it deals with the Winter Soldier in therapy, which I think is going to go. That's going to be a thing. There's something yeah. there with the therapy. Mm-hmm. But you're like, yeah, this dude isn't just going to all of a sudden not be controlled and then not have bad memories of what he's done or he's got issues. Like he full on has issues. And then on the other side of that coin is with uh, Sam Wilson basically dealing with everyday life. The fact that there's no income for being a hero. It doesn't exist. No. So him having to deal with that I thought was a really interesting play on, on what they're going to do. Right. Yes, he's this hero, but uh, there's a scene where, uh, and I won't give it away, I won't spoil it, um, but where he tries to do something and gets basically told, well, you haven't had an income in five years. Well, I've been gone for five years and there really is no, there's no, it's goodwill. Okay. <laughs> I'm saving the world is goodwill. It's not. I'm not really on the payroll. Exactly. So I thought that was interesting. And then 
we're going to see some a character from Winter Soldier, from the actual film, The Winter Soldier, coming up here soon. So I'm interested in that. How many episodes is this? Same? Eight? I think, like I think it's six. Yeah, six? it's six. It's a lot less. Yes. Yeah. yeah, actually, you're going to see you're 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 expecting a character from uh, what is it? Is it Civil War? Or is it from um, Avengers Two? Age of Ultron. Oh, it's Civil War. It's it's Civil War. Is it Civil War? The Civil War Captain America movie? It is, huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's that you're expecting a character from from Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because of what this character did, he yeah. caused the Civil War. Yeah. Okay. There you there go. You go. That that's how it turns out. All mm-hmm. right, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. With the new Captain America, which is not too much of a spoiler, did you guys have you seen the boys yet on on Amazon Prime? Nope. No. Uh, when you get a chance, if you ever get a chance, watch the boys. Just to go over, I mean, I just started watching it, and I'm like about, I just started season two, and it's a, it's two seasons long. So basically, what the boys are is like these superheroes in the in a in a different real world. And like how they're like part of a corporation that controls them, and just like all the things that go in there. And the boys are these people who want to take down these superheroes for wrongs that have been done about them. And I'm not gonna give too much away, but like like one guy is angry at the the superheroes because they killed his girlfriend. He was having um holding hands with her, and there's a speedster, you know, somebody who's super fast that runs right through her, and she like dies. You know, I mean, she goes right, he literally like obliterates her, and all the guys holding her okay. hands. So there's the angry people who are resentful towards soldiers or uh, superheroes. So when he's in the um, the new Captain America's in the stadium, it kind of gives me a boys feel of, the, of that uh, form. So you guys so you should guys, get a chance. Check out the boys. But you guys have figured out who the new Captain America is, right? Yeah. You mean U.S. agent? He's U.S. agent. Yeah. Yeah. I like how the Enfys Nest character is basically Enfys Nest. <laughs> the thing that she's doing, taking stuff to, for what we don't know the reason yet, but whatever she's taking and giving it in Robin Hood, I was mm-hmm. like, holy crap, she is Enfys Nest, and that's like Enfys Nest. You guys know who Enfys Nest is, right? No, from Solo. No. From Solo. There oh. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. she's, she's, it's she's the chick the from Solo. Yeah, it's oh, the same. Wow. It's the same basic premise <laughs> for her character. That's uh, funny. I I saw her and I was like, yeah, it's Enfys Nest. And then what she does, I'm like, that's just like Enfys Nest. Okay. But again, what what I what I love about it is that um, you're seeing you're seeing um, you're seeing almost these people who were because the entire idea of the of the um, flag smashers is they want the world back you know during the blip basically so these are the people that are actually kind of validating what Thanos did. Yeah. You know, Thanos' belief was the world, the universe of this world will be better with half that population. Things were, and, and these people are validated that they're saying it was better. One person, one world. Yeah. So, so that's it's interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. And it is like a deep, much like Winter Soldier, it is a very deep, like, uh, not really a spy story, but it's it's more of that. Somebody had said it comes off like a buddy cop kind of thing. There are humorous moments between the two because they they kind of don't get along. Yeah. Um. But I I don't I wouldn't go that far. And that, that that's that's the difference between the Marvel of DC movies is the Marvel the Marvel movies while having that that strong story and pieces like that they do have those light moments those comedic moments where you have a chuckle and a laugh and some of those DC movies don't they don't 
Um, and that would probably make them a little... Well, they are, but they don't come off like Marvel movies do. Mm-hmm. We've said this for a long time, but the TV shows do a better job at that than uh, the DC films do. Right. Completely. Hey, I'm going to make a correction to something we have on our list. Did you actually hear that today Comic-Con announced they're going to have something in uh, November? Yes, I did. No, I didn't. Yeah, they're going to have a three-day Comic-Con in uh, November, um, although there is very little details. They just announced that today. So we have it in the notes here that it's pushed to uh, 2022. So I got an email a couple of weeks ago because I've had tickets for the last two years um, that it would be pushed to, and I was fine with that because they were like, you still can't get by July, even though everything's rolling out really good. You can't have 100,000 people in San Diego by July. Fully understandable. Okay, push it one more year. And then all of a sudden said they're going to have – it was announced this morning. Uh, a three-day thing over Thanksgiving weekend uh, to see how that's going to work. No details were released other than that, which I'm waiting for because time-wise, I just don't think that's a good weekend for me to go to a con. If they're going to take, well, you had tickets. No, 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 no. Give me the big one. Um, just erase it and say, if you want to buy tickets for this, you can buy tickets for this. Let that happen. Because I already know it's going to be limited anyway. Because it's not going to be as big as it normally would. But I'd rather go to the much bigger one. You know, I only have two days, but I'd rather go to the much bigger one. So we'll, we'll see. But yeah, that just got announced today. So we'll see. More information to come. So um, somebody was talking on Reddit, I believe it was. And they asked one of the people that worked with Mike Judge um, if they were they were working on a reboot because the rumors had had been that it, it was in the works for a while, and he pretty much flat out said yes, they still are working on it, and it's supposed to take place quite quite a quite a bit of time after um, like the original 13 series. Thirteen years. Yeah, so it's supposed to be pretty close to I heard the real time years. difference. Because when did the the original series end? About 2010. Probably yeah. Yeah, 2010. So, and it's supposed to deal with that. And it's people are just saying it's really timely right now because what was what was Hank Hill? Hank Hill was was the Texan Texas conservative, you know that we we made light of, but you know he still had that heart. We still knew that he had good intentions. And how's that going to work? In, in our current political climate and social climate. You know, but Mike Judge is one who loves satire, so we'll see how that works. Yeah. Um, I'm just happy for it. I thought King of the Hill was a brilliant show. It was a hilarious Going back show. On it, I, just, I was just thinking how funny stuff is. I mean, uh, a friend of mine said, like, goes, you know, I think this whole COVID thing was to, to get Trump out of office. And he goes on and go, goes, I'm kind of like Dale Gribble. And I go, Dale, I'm going to put my foot up the ass if you start talking all this nonsense. And we just laugh, you know, just for how remember how funny King of the Hill was. I said, you know what? I need to go back and start just rewatching King of the Hill. And I went back to the first episode and I go, this is still funny. It still hits it, you know? That's my boy. I ain't going to hit my boy. I love my boy. <laughs> when I, uh, I, I was just thinking about it the other day, too, after we talked about the reboot. I happened to look at the, uh, the, the framed mat that we had out at a wedding, and one of the people that signed it was, uh, a friend of mine and she signed it for her and her boyfriend and her daughter. And I swear to God, he was the real life lucky from King of the Hill. <laughs> had the look, had the, the same, the same draw, everything about him, man. He was just, the only difference was he did slip on the PP at the Costco. 
but uh, I mean, he just reminded me of him down to a T, and I I mean no disrespect, you know, it was it was a very endearing type thing, but that brought back the memories of that too, and it was such a funny show. And coming out of Beavis and Butthead, you know, we're like, really, you're gonna take that guy basically and 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 make him a, a character? It worked. Did you hear that Beavis and Butthead, wherever they're putting it on Paramount or wherever it's gonna go, it's gonna be complete. It's gonna be worse than Peacocked because they don't have the rights to all the music, so <laughs> those bits aren't gonna be included. And yeah, those are like the funniest bits were the videos. Yeah, I they're not like, gonna have that. Was it sick of it all where they had like the video where they're doing the different like slam dance moves, like the gorilla, the 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 cherry picker, and all that kind of stuff, and you see those guys doing it too. Was yeah, it's sick of it all video. Yeah, just so much from that is was the music videos. To like to not have that piece is gonna suck. I remember when I first got my iPod with video, I bought like a episode of Beavis and Butthead, and like so there's no videos because obviously I don't have the rights for it. I'm like, okay, this is funny, but where are the videos? Because that's what made it so much better. It was some of the some of the best lines came out of the videos. Yeah, that's one that probably is just not going to hold up. That's very much a piece of its time. So, all right, break time again. Let's take a break.
everyone knows that once Disney took over, everything that wasn't part of the, the Disney quote-unquote canon is considered Legends. That includes things like the original Clone Wars series, which were a series of shorts by uh, Jendi Tatarski. It includes things like the Ewok, the Ewok show and the movies that, that were subsequent to that. And um, those pieces, those are going to end up on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I just saw that about the Ewoks. Yeah, so Ewoks, Battle of Endor, um, and Caravan of Courage, the Star Wars Ewoks TV series, Season 1 and Season 2, the Clone Wars animated series, which was, um, which actually does have a setup for Episode 3 in it, and people don't remember that part. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, it does. That's what they. Yeah, it was Attack of the Clones 2.5, basically. Yeah, it was. It was. Isn't that where they take the uh, the Chancellor? Right, they actually take him. I believe they take the Chancellor in him, and then, um, yeah, because because uh, Grievous is on Coruscant, and it's uh, one of the Jedi. He ends up. He doesn't kill her, but she ends up like tied down or something like that in the scene and, and he takes the, the, I believe he takes her lightsaber too. And it was, it was actually a deleted scene. If I remember right from, uh, from of the Sith. Maybe, but I do remember that part in the, in the series where they did take the chancellor. Yeah. Cause I remember seeing that and being, Oh, that, that set up what you had for episode three. Yeah. Well, then I, I also remember, uh, that's where we saw Obi-Wan wearing the, um, stormtrooper or the clone trooper, uh, armor. Yeah. That's when he had some of that armor. That was where you got um, you got some of those early Kit Fisto yeah. shorts that made him uh, an awesome character that he got like ten seconds worth of in, in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, seriously, he got ah. Mm-hmm. It's, it when he it died. set up Mace Windu as a badass. There was some awesome. There was some awesome shorts with Mace Windu. I remember like silent shorts with um, Anakin and Padme. Just her there action. Were... No, all those were silent. No a lot of them, if not all of them, were silent. Yeah, I think they almost all were. I can't. I can't remember when that has that has uh, dialogue. To be yeah. honest with you, and they were was, all like a couple of minutes long. And there was the one where Anakin actually went through the trials. I don't remember that one. I have so to watch yeah, it. I have them. They had one where Anakin went through the tri- trials, and um, they showed him cutting. They showed him cutting off the Padawan braid, or somebody cut off the Padawan braid. Oh, that part I do remember. So that was all part of that too. It was I. I honestly, I loved that series. I didn't get into um, the main series now, the Disney, the Disney series, as much as I should have. So, uh, you know, most of my knowledge is from that original series. Well, they're good. You should go back and watch them, especially the ones that uh, they just did. I have Those a, really I have a, a article that I've been saving. It's like the most essential episodes from the Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. It's like fifteen or twenty episodes, something like that. Yeah, some of them don't have anything to do yeah. with. With with much, some of them are kind of filler. They're they're all good, but some of them are kind of yeah. filler. But it's like if you want to understand the story, those are the fifteen or twenty they say to watch. So I'm like, I'll start with that, and then I can fill in later. Um, one Sounds of the things I'm excited for you. is um we're gonna see uh for I guess a 4K version of a story of a fateful Wookiee, which is like the Boba Fett short that was introduced in the um Christmas special. Oh, is that what it was called? Yeah, that's what it was called. So that 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 little cartoon is gonna be available for the one of the first times streaming. It was a bonus on one of the discs for the um, DB, the Blu-ray release, and we've all that. seen. 
while seeing it, I mean, that was the best part of the Christmas special, in my opinion. Right. But, like, this is a part that introduced uh, Boba Fett. And with the new Boba Fett series coming along, uh, some of these elements might be introduced to canon. So we will see how everything goes. And then I'm also um, wanting to watch the uh, Ewoks adventure, the live-action ones, The Caravan of Courage and The Battle for Endor. I just remember, like, how cool these were at the time because Star Wars had ended, like, or Return of the Jedi had come out two or three years before. And, you know, we were still huge Star Wars fans, even though we kind of had moved on to, like, other stuff like G.I. Joe and Transformers. But we were still, like, you know, Star Wars fans to the core. And when something came out, I was like, oh, my God, this is cool. I mean, looking back at it, yeah, it was probably kind of cheesy and kind of dumb. But, like, it was still something that I, I hold a lot of nostalgia for. Those are those I only barely remember. But was Wilford Brimley part of one of them? Yeah, I think I believe he was in the um, Battle for Endor. Okay, see that that's the only thing I barely remember. And he was doing like Quaker Oats commercials or something around the same time. And I'm like, that's that dude from that commercial. <laughs> um, that's what I remember. I remember these being such a big deal. That they were simulcast in stereo, so like you put it onto a radio station, and you could hear the sounds going on the whole time. So you had that surround, I mean, uh, early, you know, the stereo sound because most TVs at the time were mono, and we didn't have the surround sound set up for your um, most t- televisions yet. So I remember like my dad trying to play, uh, play around with it so he could like you know listen to it. I'm like, oh, this is sounds so cool. That is pretty cool. So are those original VHS worth anything? Man, VHS that's Unless you got something crazy, VHS ain't worth crap. <laughs> I'll tell you what. No, there's always those. There's always those rumors that um, always that stuff that gets um, put out. Like, oh my God, if you own Disney VHS, you could be on a gold mine. No, no, it's very, very rare. Most of your stuff's not worth shit. You should give it to somebody that sells a VCR. It's mass most of your stuff's not worth shit. Yeah, you know where you can find those tapes at Amoeba. Yeah, you know how many of them Amoeba's gonna have? You're just gonna have to scan in line for a really long time. Yeah, Xavier. At least till Thursday. Amoeba. Amoeba. Yeah. So Amoeba, Amoeba opens Amoeba. up. Sorry, I'm gonna uh, play that April song too. first. So uh, Amoeba opens up April first. Um, I talked to a friend of mine who works there. He's all, it's gonna be nuts for when it first opens for because it's gonna be 10 percent capacity. Um, 10 percent. We know how, how crowded Amoeba gets, and they've never like said like you gotta stop coming in because we reach capacity. So. It's going to be nuts. Um, like I even told him, I said, yeah, I don't plan to go for a while at first because I don't want to spend any more money. But uh, <laughs> another reason just because like it's like I'm going to have to go there and wait in line, and the line's going to be like six feet apart, so it's going to like be super long. I'm like, no, I don't need to go right away. When it gets like reaching up a little bit more, I will go, but I do plan to go. Amoeba always got some cool shit there. Every time I go there, there's always something I want. And that that was one of those things, Matt. Is where we were we were in downtown LA this weekend. I was I couldn't remember the opening day, and I had to come back to look at this because I was like, should we try to go to Amoeba? <laughs> Since we're already out this way anyway. But then I'm like, no, I don't think it opens till April. So I I was I'm glad I checked. But uh, yeah, man, there's always something there. Always something there you want. Maybe they have a Misfit seven inch too. Uh, <laughs> they could have. Um... <laughs> So the Misfits first seven inch has sold for ten thousand dollars, over ten thousand dollars. 
let's see. The in demand is um, Cough Cool on the A side and She on the B side, and only 5,000 were pressed. No, 500. Um, 500 were pressed, yeah. And yeah. it's the only appearance of Manny Martinez, which uh, that's the only thing he ever did with uh, the Misfits that he recorded on. Um, I remember. Um, Halloween? No. I remember Halloween, but oh, I remember about 20 years ago uh, going to Doctor Strange, and they said, yeah, we have a copy of it. Um, it's $500. That was 20 years ago. I didn't have $500 at the time. That was just like something that I couldn't afford. I know like the Beware P was going around for the same amount of money. I purchased, um, and these are a lot more available, early copies of Earth AD and Die and Darling, which I've had signed by the whole band who's played on them. Um, and those were 70 to $80. I know I could probably get, if I really found a collector, probably get 500 for them. But, like, yeah, this is just nuts. There's just, like, these people, crazy people with money who want to, like, hoard this shit. And yeah. are willing to dish out that amount. Um, talking to our Misfits expert, vinyl expert, um, Alex, also one of our, our proud sponsors from Orange Circle Epitomic. He was telling me his friend had a uh, copy of um, Horror Business autographed. And he sold it for $600 and needing the money. And... And it that guy who bought it flipped it for six thousand seven hundred dollars. Dang! Oh, for how much? Six thousand seven hundred dollars. So we got signed. Like, you said signed. Oh, that's because it's signed. Yeah. Well, it could go that high for, for sure. Yep. And this is a different one. Only twenty of them were made. Uh, this one because it's a yellow vinyl. It's a double A side of horror business pressed on yellow wax. That's, so the double A side makes it worth money, and because it's autographed. That, that and signed, yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cough Cool is not worth five ten. Cough Cool is not worth ten thousand dollars, dude. I don't know. I don't know why some idiot bought it for that much, but good for the guy that sold it because it's not worth that much. <laughs> yeah, because they got money to waste. You know, if I had money to waste, I'd just buy it too. Yeah, but I wouldn't pay that because it's not worth that. It's ridiculous. No. Like yes, stuff gets expensive. It's in the hundreds. It's in the maybe low thousands, depending on what it is. But that's ridiculous. Ten thousand is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it in Europe or something too? It was, or was it here in the states or what? That I can't remember off the top. Of my head. It doesn't say because it was on Discogs and they did say like what has gone for the most. Now just to put this in perspective of like other things that have gone for a lot of money, the Beatles, the Butcher cover, uh, a good copy of that's going for like maybe about a hundred thousand dollars. And that's just to put her in perspective of like like expensive record. Well, not a hundred thousand dollars, yeah. but like a good copy of that's going for around the ten thousand dollar mark. If you could find like a good copy, if not more. Yeah, but that's the Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the Misfits. Yeah, but yeah. there was. Yeah, but some people treat the Misfits like they are the Beatles. There's more copies of uh, that going around of the Butcher cover going around than there is a Cough Cool. So there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff I want out there, but ten thousand. You know, I I found I found my uh, my Linda Ronstadt that I wanted. I was going for a hundred bucks. I was able to find it. My wife found it rather. We got, <laughs> we got it for, as she's across the hall here saying, "Nope, I didn't. You didn't find it." Me. Uh, I'm gonna make that louder when I do the audio. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Alicia. <laughs> how much would you? How much did you find it for, Rick? I ended up getting it for forty. No, Alicia. How much did Alicia find it for? No, she found it for forty, 40 bucks, and they screwed up with a system online and it didn't uh didn't ask for shipping details so that the the store called her and uh from florida 
And they were like, well, since it was a screw-up on our part, we won't charge you for shipping. So we got a $40 shipped. Wow. Nice. And this thing's usually usually uh, three figures. So. You know how much I paid you, for mine? Where did she get it from? How, how did she find it? How did you find it? I just searched for it on She just Googled. Because <laughs> I'd been looking for it on Discogs, and I, I think I found it for about 75 and I was going to kind of go for it. She's like, no, don't buy it for 75 I'll look tomorrow. It was her day off. So she she did a, a deeper search, and she found it. Well, we found it at Mad Platter years ago for like 14 bucks and never bought it. Yeah, sadly, we, we missed our opportunity at Mad Platter for like 15 bucks years ago. Rick. If I tell you how much I paid for mine, you promise not to kill me? Yes. I paid under $5 for mine. Damn. <laughs> um, Rhino had this one, like, record collection. It was, like, 10,000 records that they bought from some guy. And there yeah. were, like, some, there was some cool shit. There was some shitty shit. And that was one of the records in there. And I think it was, like, you know, a dollar each, $2 each. And I'm, like, I don't remember exactly what I paid, so I know it's not under 5 bucks I paid for mine. Yeah. It was one of those ones they didn't know what they had, basically. They had just so much that they had to get rid of it. I mean, they were just, like, telling me, like, yeah, some guy grabbed all the Clash albums. I'm like, motherfucker. Because, <laughs> like, you just found an open – like, there were so many records. You just found an open spot. They did it in their parking lot. You just found an open spot and started looking through them. So, so like, I just like... went. Go ahead. So I just, like, found a spot, and, like, I, I was, like, in the A's, and, like, somebody was in the C's, and they grabbed all the Clash shit. I'm like, fuck. Damn. So it was basically the real-life version of uh, that scene from High Fidelity. Yeah. Where the the wife gives away the record collection for a dollar or wants to give it away for a dollar. Yeah, yep, exactly. That's crazy, man. You know what else is crazy? WWE has, quote unquote, banned the leg slap. What, um, I was thinking about that. What exactly That's... is the, what is the leg slap? So when somebody goes for a super kick or something like that, if you if you look carefully, they slap their leg to make yeah. it look like it makes that no it makes yeah. a louder noise and it makes it look more painful because you hear that noise and you're like oh yeah yeah of course okay so, so that's what it is they're banning yeah. that yeah so apparently Vince doesn't like it and and he feels that too many people make it too obvious that they're slapping their leg um. So he, there was, there have been signs in the in the locker rooms and in the back, you know, the gorilla position saying, you know, do not slap your leg when kicking, and I guess people are starting to get fined for it. Oh. And it's oh, hilarious wow. because Don Callis has turned around and he he put out a shirt that says, do not slap leg when kicking. <laughs> so he's making money <laughs> off of this, and then uh, they were doing the same thing on one of the being elite episodes or at on AEW Dynamite, I can't remember what it was. Where they were like, they'd have random signs that said that all over the place. Hey, do not slap leg while eating the catering or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I saw one. I, it might have been on Being the Elite, um, where it was Matt Hardy that was looking at it and it said, "Do not slap leg when laughing at joke" or something like that. It was, <laughs> you know, a leg slapper yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, when telling a joke, I thought that was pretty funny. It's dumb, dude. It's, it'll it'll go away. But it's one of those things. It's like it. It does make the sound the same way you'd stomp when you punch with your foot. Because if you watch that, because of the there's a mic under the ring, yeah. So yeah. it it enhances that sound. So it you know that's that's part of selling it. It's like it sounds like it was painful. Yeah. There's still people that punch that make a sound. I can't figure out how they do it. Have Have you seen that? Where people they'll they'll, they'll throw a, a quick punch, a quick jab, and they do something that I can't see what they do. But yeah, uh, I don't I don't know. 
But I, I look for that, dude, and I don't see the other hand move. So there's a way to do it. We don't talk about his name much because he's kind of on the outs, but even Mar- Marty Scroll, when he would take your fingers and snap them, he'd do something where he makes a sound with his body, and, and you hear it. Like So there's other there's other tricks that to do that kind of right, stuff. Right, right. It, it was. You, you, you do notice it. If you pay attention, you see a lot of guys do it. Shawn Michaels did it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, James but Storm. James the, Storm, too. Another one. Super, super kick specialist would constantly do yeah. it. Yeah. But it's it's also one of those things though that if you do it well, it almost looks like you're just balancing yourself. But if you don't do it well, it's it's more obvious. No, I never pay attention to I never pay attention to that. Yeah. I'll look for it now. I've always noticed. I've noticed it. I like I said like, hey, why does he slap himself when he kicks? So yeah. Oh really? <clears throat> and I remember I haven't watched wrestling like in twenty years. So <laughs> actually, twenty years, almost twenty years exactly when. Uh, WCW pulled it up. It's the 20th yeah. anniversary of that. This year, yeah. No, this week. Oh, is it really this week? It's this week. I forgot to put it in there, but I just as we were doing this, I wanted to mention that. This is the week that Shane McMahon bought WCW? Yep. I have a real quick question. Do you think wrestling is better for it now that there's only one, well, there was only one company for the longest time, one really big company for the longest time? No. Competition, yeah, makes things thrive. Yeah, yeah. Because after that happened, that's when ratings started to decline and stuff. Because you have to have somebody else that's doing something to say we have to top what they're doing. I think it was good for indie wrestling. Yeah, because you, I mean, you can't, you can't have everybody on every TV show. You you cut people, and they there's people that could make that have made a name for themselves and have made a career out of being independent wrestlers, you know, um, assholes aside, Joey, Joey Ryan did a really good job at that for being of someone who never wrestled before one of the major promotions. He was making good money as, as an independent wrestler, you know, up until AEW, the young bucks too. Yeah. You know, going and doing stuff. So let's change it to baseball. So baseball is returning. Um, Dodger Stadium has put a cap at eleven thousand um, for when they open right away. So they're uh, well, putting he, a little. He bit. said eleven thousand as a cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick, wouldn't that roughly be about twenty five percent? Yes, because you figure most stadiums hold mm, forty five thousand when sold out, completely packed. Dodger is close. I want to say Dodger is closer to sixty thousand. Okay. Dodgers so is eleven thousand of that. Is... Okay. There you go. So twenty percent. We we lost you for a long time there. So I hope you heard what we said. Yeah, I know. So that's about that's about a quarter. It's close. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but for some stadiums, they actually have more fans in the stadiums than they do regulars, like the Miami Marlins. They're going to be capped at eight thousand, and they only get like five thousand people per st- uh, per game. So they're going to have more. <laughs> um. Well, you said the Marlins. Yeah. Isn't Florida full open anyway? Uh, yeah, but they're still capping. I think, I think MLB is setting rules that they have to full cap it. Okay. Yeah, cause they're that, capping it for AEW still, too. Yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah, but some play, like, didn't UFC, wasn't UFC sold out uh, yesterday? Um, I don't know if it's to full capacity. I don't know what they have. I know it's already sold out, though. Whatever it is, I don't know what the number is though, for it. I thought it was full capacity, to be honest with you. Oh. We'll, we'll see. Um, 
Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Anything else about baseball? As far as the capacity, it's open. Hey, have you heard anything about tickets being crazy expensive? Because that's what everybody's saying. Okay, so Dodgers Stadium, they had a lottery for the tickets. So that because it's like you know only certain people go, they're gonna like okay, just put your tickets, in, um, put your name in it. If you get tickets, you get tickets. So um, they're trying to cut down on scalpers by doing this. But yeah, they're gonna be expensive. Like somebody said, like did you register? I said no. Why is all? Because I don't want to pay two hundred dollars to go to the game plus lose pay. Plus pay by two twenty dollar IPAs, so like it's gonna be like you know three hundred dollars I'm gonna be spending like on a ticket. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so yeah, I'd imagine right now as we're we're in this era of okay, it's capped like this that they would be, and that's what I've heard for weeks that like oh it's gonna be really expensive to try to go to a a baseball game because it's such a limited capacity. Are they even doing single game tickets yet? I thought LA was only doing uh, annual passes or not annual passes, uh, season ticket holders. First. They changed the rules and they're, they're, they're going to, um, for the first few games of the season, they're going to do um, individuals. And then like, as things are getting opening up, like more like in uh, June and July, they're going to have like season passes or season ticket holders and plans. So we will see. Dang, I wonder what those are going to go for if individual tickets are going to be expensive. And you got to remember that they're coming off a championship season, so like people are just crazy want to go. Right. Do they serve chicken sandwiches at the Dodger game? Uh, that I don't know, but I know McDonald's now has their spicy, crispy chicken sandwich, which is actually pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. It's a lot like um, Chick-fil-A without having to wait fucking an hour in line for Chick-fil-A. Nah, Chick-fil-A's not that long, but okay. <laughs> Dude, the line at across every time, I I don't even go anymore because the line is so crazy long. Really, it moves fast. Doesn't it move fast? The one here you know, on uh, Hidden Valley does. I would imagine it probably does, but I see it and I'm on a time crunch. I only have a 45 minute lunch, so usually I try to go where where it's empty, someplace somewhat healthy. Mobile order too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I started doing pokey. I do a lot of pokey. So, well, that's that was a crazy extraordinary eats. We're like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, I got another place Chicken that I want to review real quick. Go for it. So there's a place over by um, where I live in Alhambra called Spanglish. Little mom and pop taco stand. Um, they do really good food. I went there one time because they had a Garnasada breakfast burrito, which is a shit. It was delicious. They also do a pastor, a breakfast burrito, which like, you don't normally see for a breakfast burrito. Uh, my wife had chilaquiles with carne, um, carne asada, which was good. Oh, wow. And I went a couple weeks later, and I ordered a carne asada breakfast burrito. I mean, excuse me, a carne asada burrito. Oh, my God, that shit was delicious. They do aguas frescas. They do, like, they probably do a lot of good stuff. <laughs> they have French fries because it's called Spanglish. <laughs> Sounds like a real cool All right, cool so they do Ah, there he is. There he yeah. is. So, yeah, it is really good. So, check it out. It's in uh, Alhambra called Spanglish. So, check it out there on Instagram. Just so I thought I'd throw that out. And um, really quickly, um, they're open at Tacos, Los Portillos, by my dad's house over in Montclair. Not too That's far from my dad. Yeah. That's the spot, man. That's good stuff. So, I just hit there the other day. That's that's a that's a good spot. I went. Uh, we went back to, uh, what is it, Tio's Tacos now. Which was just recently on the KTL, KTLA 5 Morning News. As was Made Riverside. As was our, our friends at Made Riverside, yeah. Yeah, it's so, pretty uh, cool. 
always always a great place to go. So they're back open. They've got their outdoor patios open. They've got some indoor stuff open. Uh, can't complain, man. Tacos are tacos are killer. Chilaquiles actually were a little left me a little bit to be desired though. Surprisingly. I'm sorry. Say again. I said the chilaquiles actually left a little bit to be desired though. Surprisingly. I've never been there. Everybody always talks about it. Isn't that, isn't that stupid butterfly wall over there somewhere? It, that's downtown. That's by City Hall. But it's oh, okay. the guy who did who did that is the guy who owns Tio's Tacos. Okay. He's the artist. Yeah, I went to Tio's cool. about, oh, God, 10, 11, 12 years ago. The proof was pretty good, but I thought the art was much better than the food. That's yeah. the food was bad. You go, for the, you go for the art and you do enjoy it. It's, it's a good meal, but you go yeah. for the art. To walk around and get the ambiance. There's a little place actually right across the street from Tio's Tacos called Taco Station. And it's it's a kind of a converted old gas station. They're, oh, yeah. They're pretty much on, um, it's That's on uh, on Mission, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally, yeah. It's literally uh, Tio's Mission Tacos Market. one corner of the street. And yeah. then right across the street is Taco Station. They're They're pretty legit. They're they're good, and they're both just a couple of blocks from the Cheech and the library. So, yeah, once that more information is released about that, we'll have to talk about that. Maybe even get out there if we can. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to be to be in downtown for the Cheech. Well, you know what? Right now, you said something earlier, and I was going to tell you this. You said something about uh, Amoeba opening up, and should we try it? I'll be honest with you. I don't think you should try anything as soon as it opens. Because not because of the safety, just because it's going to be a massive freaking people everywhere. Yeah, I'm trying to do it, and I ain't down with trying to wait four hours in line to go to Amoeba. You know what I mean? When like, you can, I ain't, I ain't down with find it. most of the catalog online. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Do I want to check it out? Yeah, I want to check it out because it's in a new spot, and we know where that new spot is. It's a whole um, parking is going to be a better situation. Access to the store is going to be a whole lot easier. I'm looking forward to that. But I ain't going to be there the first week because it's like, dude, everybody's going to try to do it. Like, I don't understand why everybody's got to do it. I'm, I got to go right away. No, I don't. Why? Because you got to work shit out. You know, like, and it's close to, to the to train the station. It's, it's close to the train station on Hollywood and Vine. So it's like a block away from the Hollywood tra- and Vine train station. We must be getting back to normal if Xavier's starting to talk about the train again. <laughs> <laughs> I love the train, man. I know. I well, we know. But it's been a while since anybody's taken it because nothing's been open. So. We must be getting back to normal if you're talking about taking the train into L.A. Haven't heard that in a year and a half. Yeah. But he's right. It is right there. That is. <clears throat> so. All right, man. I think, uh, Rick, I think let's wrap this bad boy up. I think we are wrapping up, yeah. So, uh, as always, thanks for listening. If you have any uh, music or, or artwork, short films, short stories you would like us to review or check out, Feel free to email us at exocast at yahoo.com. You can also check out Extraordinary Culture on Instagram with exoculture, Facebook at exocult, Twitter at exocultcast, and TikTok at exocast. You can listen to Extraordinary Culture Podcast on iHeartRadio, Automatic, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and you can listen on YouTube. You can even ask your smart home device to play the Extraordinary Culture Podcast. Thanks as always for listening. Have a good day.